Welcome to Out of Chaos Podcast, a discussion-based podcast where we try to make sense to the chaotic world we live in. We talk about life, we talk about our business, we talk about self-development. Let's open our minds to greatness and grow together. We have some valuable content to share with you all, so stay with us until the end. And remember, you can always share your thoughts and ideas with us on our social media. Perfect, perfect. Today we actually have an interesting topic. Uh, we're going to be talking about growing up Latino. So, as if you guys don't know, uh, it's your first time listening, or those of you don't who don't know us, um, both Alejandro and I are Latino. Um, well, I'm first generation Canadian, but my parents originate from El Salvador and Guatemala. What about you, Alejandro? Same. I'm a first generation Latino. Uh, my parents originate from El Salvador. So you may ask yourself, okay, why do I care about these guys growing up Latino? Uh, but we're not really focusing on uh, mostly like what Latinos do or or like our culture per se. We want to kind of bring forth the um, importance of growing up with a different culture in mind with Hispanic parents or par- immigrant parents that are like are a little bit strict, have a little um, their own ideology from back home and how they try to apply it to Canadian culture and society. And sometimes it ends up clashing. Right. So. Yeah, so growing up as a Latino in Canada, I mean, it's just so different compared to, like, every other culture, I feel, just because growing up Latino, uh, well, you have, like, different, we have, like, different foods, we we talk differently, you know, our parents uh, teach us a little different compared to, like, Canadian culture. Yeah. Where, I mean, we're, it's just a lot more strict. So, for example, like, you know, going out, <laughs> for me, it was, like, you know, it was a big deal, you know, like I couldn't hang out with my friends like past like four, you know, <laughs> like right after 4 school, PM, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like right after school, I would have to go home, you know, so yeah, yeah, but that, that was for elementary school and then like high school, you know, like coming home like at five or six was acceptable, but I had to be doing extracurricular activities, you know, yeah, so I couldn't just be going out mm-hmm. and just not doing anything, right? Yeah, and uh. I feel like me and you had different experiences growing up, right? Like, um, even though we're both Latinos, even though we're from Central America and uh, half from the same country, I do feel like we have different experiences, right? Yeah. Um, We can start from the beginning, I guess. Uh, um, How was your childhood? Like, how, how, when did you notice an impact? Uh, When did you notice the clash between cultures or the misunderstandings? Like, at what age or... (laughs) Oh, man, I felt this like right away. Like, <laughs> so um, I could tell because I grew like my parents had a store, right? Yeah. Where we would sell Latin American products. So growing up in the store pretty much took over our lives, like for all of us. Right. So for me, my sister growing up, you know, like we couldn't do as much as we wanted to like to do like. I remember to joining the soccer team was like a big deal. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, you know, you also had to help out the store, right? And at a young age, I would like I was working basically, you know. Like <laughs> I was mining the till, like I was I was filling the, the shells, you know, I was sweeping. Child labor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legit child labor. <laughs> That's what I would say. You know, I was like, Mom, Dad, this is child labor, you know, like I wanna live my life. Yeah. But I can't complain because it gave me a set of responsibilities from a young age. Yeah. And I feel like that has translated to what, like to myself today, you know. So I don't feel like I was robbed of a childhood. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I guess I didn't get to 
uh, explore different, like, you know, the Canadian culture way of growing up here in Canada? I, a lot of it depends, too, on, like, where you're raised, like, where you can kind of enjoy the Canadian culture. Like, I guess if you're raised, like, in a Latino community, like, you're not really going to get that Canadian, like, experience, you know? Exactly, yeah. So, like, what, what, like how did you feel? Like, where did... You, like, an example for me, I, I grew up uh, my first... From Aquino Lawrence, which is an area midtown around, like, yeah, yeah. like closer to uptown, uh, it's a lot of Italians and Hispanics. Um, so I actually didn't learn English, and t- I learned Spanish first. Nice. So I didn't learn I didn't learn English until like grade one. That's when I started to like actually learn English, uh, even though I was born here. Uh, but the thing is, like our community was, were all Italians and and Hispanics, and it, it, like Italian is really similar to Spanish, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The yeah. language, I right? It, yeah. So like, I didn't really have that experience of like Canadian culture because right. all our family, friends, and, and uh, exactly. neighbors were like all immigrants as well. So right, what right. about you? So for me, like, um, where we grew up is very mixed. So it was uh, Hispanics, Portuguese, and Italians. And so we all have like a similar culture, you know, because we all kind of like the, the language is pretty similar. Yeah. But uh, and also because we're all like mostly like Catholic as well. So you could tell like the the similarities are, are very similar. But going to school like in my elementary school was close to Chinatown. Like it was it's called Lord Lansdowne. Right. And it's basically right on like Spadina College. Right. And over there, there was more of uh, Asians, right? Yeah. So growing up in there, I felt isolated. Like, I didn't really <laughs> have that many friends. And, you know, up until maybe, like, grade 7 and 8 is when I started, like, to actually make more friends. And, yeah. you know, get out of my, like, my bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So how does it feel to be, like, half? Because uh, you told me you're half Guatemalan, half Salvadorian. How do you feel? Honestly, it's... It's been a uh, growing up. It was kind of one sided, actually. Right. As you know, like you always tease me about this because you're full like Salvadorian, <laughs> right? I do. <laughs> I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm more. I'm neither, to be honest. But if I had to choose, right. I'm more uh, Guatemalan, Guatemalteco, uh, than than Salvadorian. Traitor. Yeah. So I mean, and that's basically because of my mom, right? Like right. my mom's side of the family is massive, right? There's like nine sisters two brothers um and my dad doesn't really like uh th- he doesn't really like associate with his brothers as much and right. it's just two brothers right fair enough, fair so enough. in fact my dad actually lost his accent you know the salvadoran yeah, accent yeah, yeah. Of course. so i grew up yeah <laughs> so i grew up like super guatemalteco right yeah. and um but even then like i was never fully like guatemalteco i never been i went to guatemala when i was like one Right. And I never went but back. Do you even remember that? Of course not. So yeah. I, don't, I don't count it, right? <laughs> yeah. So How do you uh, say that? it's so crazy because every time I say it, like, I'll, I'll just, like I just decide to say like, you know what? I never been. Like I went when I was one. He's like, oh, so you have been? I'm like, no. Like I never win. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. So the the point is that um, that I was never really brought up either or. Like even though I am leaning towards the Guatemalan side, I know little about the culture. I don't really like the food. You know, uh, yeah, it's a little. Please don't, like please don't cancel me for that. What the Matecos don't cancel me, but um, no, um, it, so it, it's. I'm not gonna say it was hard, but it was. It's like when you associate with Salvadorans, I can't relate, you know. And then they tease me because I'm more Guatemalteco. and then when I associate with Guatemalans, like I don't really relate to them in any aspect because I've never been back home. Um, I don't really know anything 
to be honest, apart from what my mom has told me, right? right? So it has been a little difficult. What about for you? Like, what? Like my experience is so different, right? Because right. I, I, I've had like my dad's side where he tells me about like the food back home, and it's different from Guatemalan, right? And then my mom tells me a whole different story. So I'm learning from these two cultures. So how does it feel to like just kind of like on focus one. on one? Yeah, <laughs> like. Well, that's for me. Like, yo, I'm actually like a very proud of Salvadorian, right? Like, you, anybody knows me, like they know that like, right <laughs> off the bat. You know, like I'll talk to you about pupusas. You know? Yeah. I'll tell you about back home, like you know, like the homeland. You know. For those of you who don't know, what are pupusas? All right, pupusas are basically a tortilla, but with stuffing inside. So. Either it's with pork, cheese, and bean is like the traditional um, filling. And then we also have like coleslaw on the side. And then we have uh, like tomato sauce and chili. And it's... I it's, suggest people to Google it. It's, yo, it's worth your time. Yo, definitely. <laughs> yo. It's bomb. Everybody that I've introduced it to, love it. So if you ever have the chance, highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, on that note, yeah. So like I'm a very proud Salvadorian. I always tell everybody. And what I liked about like... In my household, like, you know, we were only, like, Salvadorian. It was just that, well, I guess for myself, you know, I had, like, one aspect just to focus on, right? Like, yeah. You know, just, I, I guess I didn't really feel that divide like you you probably felt. Yeah. So, it was pretty nice because, you know, I I got to learn from, like, everything about the Salvadorian culture. Like, you know, like, how, how we make food, like, you know, like, our breakfast, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, everything that we eat, like, how we act and, like, the way we talk is very different, you know, compared to other Hispanics. So, I like that. And growing up, I saw that, like, right away because in my parents' house, like, store, right, you know, we got a lot of Salvadorians. Yeah. But we also got, like, a, a whole mix of other, like, Latinos. So, I, I was able to, like, differentiate, like, people's, like, accent, like, right away. Just because it's like, oh, wait, you don't sound like, you know, my parents. Yeah. Oh, you don't sound like, you know, like so-and-so, <laughs> like this customer yeah. that's like from Colombia or this customer like that's from like Argentina. Yeah, yeah. So it was like right away I was able to like But like that's the thing, right? Like I do feel at the beginning, like when I was younger, I would always like uh, like say it was difficult to be from two different because I, I never identified with either, right? right? And I wasn't Canadian and I'm pretty dark-skinned. Yeah. So like I, I'm like nothing. I'm not, I can't yeah. pass up as a, as a Canadian I uh, can't pass as a Salvadoran or a Guatemalteco, right? So, uh, for me, it's been it's been such a learning experience because I have learned. I, I'm not saying like if you're just from one country, you're not like open. But for me, I had to be open at a young age to understand people like from my mom's country and her culture, right. and then my dad's culture. So from right. such a young age, like I didn't, I wasn't allowed to be patriotic to one thing. I had to be fair with both and with my own Canadian culture too. So that's three. I'm balancing three different cultures. Right, right. Right? And um, I assume it's a lot easier for someone who's just from one country. Exactly. And there's a lot of problems, right? It's like uh, like people who are uh, mixed, right? They have, I'm pretty sure everybody identifies with this problem, right? Uh, so have you, have you ever wondered that? Like, or are you just so busy well, like enjoying your yeah, I'm one actually, country? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you don't really think about it, right? Because it's like, I have my own like, nationalism and like a little bit of pride but um i mean the way i think about it with, for you i guess it's like you kind of identify with these problems today right like, yeah today right so for me i guess uh yeah like i never really thought about it just because it, it's always like that man like people always um like again like i remember um what what Amalians talk bad about salvadorans so <laughs> what salvadorans talk bad about hondureños hondureños talk bad about 
and like and it's all the same people and I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, honestly, I and like I, they're all neighbors and that was a problem right like my my grandma before she met my dad like she um because he was from El Salvador she assumed things it's like Romeo and Juliet they oh, they had to run off and wow. get married so, <laughs> so and like it's so funny seeing that because me being on the outside right it's so crazy to to see how like people get caught up in all these little conflicts and problems and that's why i'm kind of happy i'm not i can't be patriotic about something because like i'll hear watermelons uh like they'll be like oh yeah because salvadorans this or hondureños that but then i hear salvadorans say the same thing so everybody has their own side right yeah. and I'm, I'm just there like i'm like hey i'm mm-hmm. i don't identify <laughs> with anybody <laughs> so like, i don't want to get involved <laughs> yeah and i don't have to get involved right but yeah. overall latinos are uh, really proud people right and Absolutely. that's amazing i love our culture but it, it's it's I think it's a problem that like a lot of mixed people have since like uh, like uh, immigration and migrations and stuff like when people two people mix and they have a, a a child and then the child doesn't belong to either it's such a problem because um you you don't really belong and that's kind of that was like, that's like my upbringing story that like I always struggled to th- uh, to feel like I belong somewhere and it's the thing on top of that. I went to um, my like my middle school and high school was mostly uh, there was no Spanish people, right? There was like three, like three Latinos, right? Damn. And uh, the Latinos that were there were like pretty like white looking, so <laughs> like I I'm the only one that actually looked like Latino, right? Um, so it was very difficult. Like and even I made friends with them and and they were amazing, but I never got to share my culture. Like even if I wanted to learn from them, I never I, my area was. Um, uh, never like full Latinos or, or in my high school, uh, my jobs, they never had Latino people. So I never really fully got that experience. I assume you did though, right? Like you no, have a lot well, of. I mean, I got it at home and also I got it like in when I was at my parents' store. Yeah. But I never experienced it at school only up until I went to university. So because like every like, well, yeah, my elementary school, like I told you, majority were like Asians. Yeah. And then high school as well, like uh, it was Asians, uh, African Canadians, and a little bit of everything else. So the majority was um, was always uh, like a different culture. So for me, like like you said, I didn't really get to share my culture and like have like that, you know, we have like the same identity and everything. And it, it's just kind of not the same, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah, like, cause you always wanted like somebody to relate with, you know. And that's why when like there's like uh, the pupusa fest or there's like some kind of festival or the times that have like uh, coincidentally have re- like reunited with uh, or participated in events with like our people, like even, whether it's Latinos or Salvadorans or something, and to feel like a a, a people, it's such a, an amazing experience. Right. I feel like we sound like such uh, like newbies, like first year, first <laughs> generation uh, can- Canadian generation because. I I'm assuming a lot a lot of our listeners like they're from one country, right? Yeah. But that must feel amazing, and that's kind of why we're talking about this because to feel that um, like united as a people, yeah, it's probably an amazing feeling, and that's kind of what we lack, right? Exactly. But we've also the the positive side of that is that we've had to learn to adapt, and I've befriended many like I have many friends from Somalia, from Italy from portugal and i'm like their culture has become like mine as you know i'm a big brazil fan i'm like yeah. I'm, I'm more brazilian than salvadorian Jeez. almost <laughs> so like i I've, I've had to learn to adopt from other people and i appreciate their food their culture right yeah. but um i want to touch the subject on um like the biggest issue with our culture 
um, and his strict parents. You kind of oh. you kind of <laughs> mentioned it at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for me, I don't know about you, but like it, it is embarrassing. But hey, like we're being honest here, like. I, early 20s I still had a curfew like I had to be home like anytime after like 10 10 right. 30 like like the dad would be calling or whatever like hey where are you like yeah. it's so embarrassing man. It but is, yo. but there are like positives to that too but, but what about you <laughs> so, uh, I got a little funny story about that <laughs> so well I remember my sister like I'll, I'll never forget this story because it's just, it was just always resonated with me how Latinos are so I remember my sister uh, complained to my mom one time because I came home at 2 a.m. Yeah. And I think I was like 18 or 19 at the time. And then my sister, the first thing she said is like, why don't you guys say anything to him? He just came late. Like, he came late the other day at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. And then my parents, you know what my mom said? Don't worry. He's a guy. Oh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was just like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. So I, I can't believe like, when my sister had to go through that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, for her going out was, like, a big deal, right? True. My parents were really strict, you know, like, you know, because she was a female. She can't go out, blah, blah, blah. Like, you have to be home back, like, by, like, 10, latest, like, like 11. And I'm happy, like, you know, she kind of, like, because she's the older sibling. And I feel like the older siblings always get, like, the harsher treatment, you yeah. know, when they got to break that, like, curfew and, like, all those strict rules. Yeah. And so she had to go through that. And for me, it was so much more easier because it's like, you know, I, I, I can, I'm a man. I can, come, <laughs> I can come home at two. I can, you know, I can come home and it was whatever, right? But yeah. I feel like in Latino culture, it's just because I'm a guy, I, yeah. I'm allowed to do certain things, right? And because my sister's a female, she's a, like not allowed to do the same things that yeah, I am. Yeah, same, same. Right? Man. So for me, when I saw that, I was like, wow, like I actually like, I always heard about this stuff in Latino culture, but, like, I'd never, until, like, I only experienced it until, like, that, like, when I saw, like, going out was, like, a big deal, you know? Yeah. So, it, for me, it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and, uh, well, what I about was, you, though? Like, did, did you have to be home at a specific time? Like, was there... Well, yeah, my parents used to say, like, yo, don't come home, like, later than 12, yeah. right? But then they were just kind of, like, lenient. Like, it's just, like, me coming at two was, as long as, like, I, well... You know, I wasn't drunk or anything, yeah. you know, because, uh, you know, they were always concerned. But, like, where do you that. think that, where that, where does that come from, though? Like, why are they strict? Like, uh, for my mom, like, uh, her biggest fear yeah. is, like, obviously you're off doing bad stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's, like, everybody, like, you, every parent has that. But, so why are, like... I think it's because they bring that mentality, like, back from, like, their, like, our home countries. And it's, like, like you know, going out late, like, you know, in our countries, it's, like, you know, it's... You don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mom always told me, like, people were home at, like, 6. You exactly, know, like, right? like, there's nothing else to do or, like, those who were out. Right? But I'm, like, I would always be, like, mom, that's back home. Yeah. This is, like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And for the record, I, I wasn't ever doing bad, like, bad stuff. Like, Much. and that's the thing. A lot of times that I would be out, right. right, it'd be, like, 1130. I'm, like, with my friends come home and get yelled at. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, like, really? Like, I'm not even doing it. But... I'm going to say something like I am grateful for that, though. I know a mm. lot of people probably aren't. And my parents were strict, but they weren't. I, I don't want to like even though they were maybe unfair at times, I don't think they were overall unfair. Their right. intentions were good. Yeah. And I learned, you know, like and it's true. Nothing good ever happens after like a certain time. Mm -hmm. Like and really realistically, honestly, unless like obviously like you're you're out like and it gets late. 
Exactly. Or like you're at a like a concert or like a soccer game and it just gets late. You go for a pizza and you come home at 2, 2 a.m. But fine, right? But like to go out and, and do something like that late, like it is true, like, you know? And I'm thankful for that, for my parents being strict. I really am. Like, uh, it, obviously back when it was happening, I wasn't thankful, right? But now that I'm older, now that I see, yeah. right? I, mean, I really am yeah, thankful. It's different when you're an adult. Like now that we're adults, like we see it from a different perspective, right? Like, yeah. I uh, like going back, like growing up at the, in the store, right? Like I never, I, like I used to say like child labor and I didn't like working there. But the skills that I learned and the fact that like I was able to learn Spanish like at home and at the store yeah. was like an added benefit. Like now that like, you know, I'm fluent in Spanish, you know, compared to like most of my like peers that like, you know, they barely know like Spanish. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I always tease them about that, you know, like I, I have a friend like his name is Danny, you know, yeah. and I always make fun Shout of him. Shout out Danny. <laughs> Shout out to Danny. But you know, I always make fun of him because his Spanish accent is just. Sounds like a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> like a white guy trying to learn Spanish. And we I love you, Danny. We love you, though. Like, El habla como un gringo. Yeah. Like that, yeah. right? And, and it is fortunate that we we got to learn uh, that fluency, fluency in, exactly, in Spanish, right? right? So I'm grateful for that. And um, honestly, it's something that, like, I'm going to go tell, like, my parents right now after this podcast. I'm going to go call them up and be like, thank you. <laughs> but I, I am very yeah, thankful. I actually want to give them a hug right now and be like, yo, thank you for giving me, like, everything that they've done. Because, right? <laughs> you know, when, when you're a child, like, yo, and you, you, don't, you don't notice these stuff. Yeah. Right? And I guess I'm going to tell my kids that, you know, like, you'll, you'll remember this or you'll, you'll remember that, you know, like how, you know, in a couple of years, you know, like, I, I try to show you Spanish and I try to show you like this right way that my parents brought me up yeah right you know that they were so strict and they still had like you know like we had values at home right like we should have respect and each other and everything yeah. so that's what i want to impart with my kids too so that's why i feel grateful my parents and how they raised me i kind of wanted to touch upon the um, the expectations that our our parents had and many people can relate to this because it doesn't just um, it doesn't pertain to only Latinos. Yeah. It's a lot of like parents overall, right? Especially immigrant parents, they have serious expectations of us, and that kind of leaves room for a lot of people to kind of rebel, yeah. to not to feel stress, anxiety, go down the wrong path. So, can you touch upon that a little bit? Yeah, um, I remember growing up. So um, I don't know why I always wanted to be a firefighter. <laughs> I just thought it was cool, and I also had, like, this backpack, and I had, like, a fire truck on the back. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> yeah, I was six years old, right, and I, I thought I was so cool, and I wanted to be a firefighter. But I remember my parents saying, like, yo, we didn't come to Canada for you to be a firefighter. You know, you could have done that back in El Salvador. <laughs> you know, we, we came here so, you know, you would be something, you know. Yeah. Like, like you, you could be a dreamer. Like, you could do anything in the world, but, like, you know, like, like aim high right so i my expectations were were just like you know like like here, here. and then my parents were just like yo we gotta be like up here and i feel like it did set me up to be like think higher but later in life and what i i feel like you know i, I was just like a, like an innocent child like yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking of that but i think it's because my parents are more really direct right so i guess uh <laughs> I never thought of that until yeah. like, I actually, like, you know, matured. And, uh, you know, until, like, I was in high school, you know, <laughs> my parents were just like, you know, 
you should start thinking about university. You start thinking about it and what you want to do in life, you know. And it's just for me, it's just like, I didn't know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just living my life, <laughs> my best life. What could I do? You know, at that point, I like, I just loved playing soccer as well. So I just wanted to be a soccer player. <laughs> but my parents, again, were like, you know, no, you got to be something like higher. You know, you got to you gotta be like up here, you know, because when we came to Canada, we have these expectations for you. Yeah. And if for me, I guess like I, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I never thought of that. And then. And it's such a good thing, right? Like, it's not even a bad thing for our parents to always want us to do better, right? Um, And But the thing, the problem becomes when it's a thing that you have to do or else you're not successful. And that's, I think that's one mistake that a lot of um, immigrant parents make because I've seen it happen over and over again and it's going to happen till the end of time, right? Uh, So many people don't ever, like, they pursue a career because of their parents and then they end up leaving, right? And that's the biggest issue, right? And, uh, for my parents, they they weren't really, uh, they weren't like they didn't get really like involved in my. Obviously, they wanted me to succeed, yeah. but they they kind of trusted me that I would choose and whatever they I chose, they kind of supported me, right? But for the parents that did that were a little bit strict, uh, it, it's it's damaging, but it, but it's also it's good. It's both. It's a balance, right? Remember, this show is about balance, right? Yeah. And sadly, some of our parents don't really know that because once your heart is in it like because it's my child i want the best they don't really see clearly because sometimes what's best isn't for you to be a doctor it's for you to be like a, a writer you know or to be like a, a teacher right like and maybe that's what you feel happy in as maybe you won't make that much money as much money but it's what they'll be good at and they can make a positive impact in, in their community or in in their country right mm. And that's more successful and valuable than being uh, something that you were expected to be, right? Exactly, yeah. So uh, do you do you agree? No, I, I agree entirely. You know, because I at least I found my footing. You know, like by by the time I went to university, you know, I want I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, at first, you know, I was a geography major, but then after, you know, I I noticed, you know, I I like to do like more like urban stuff. So I actually wanted to do become an urban planner. And, like, the more courses I took that were urban-related, you know, I fell in love with it more and more. And now, now I'm happy that, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I love what I'm doing. So, you know, I guess my parents' expectations, you know, kind of set me up in the right right way. Yeah. But I think the approach could have been different. Yeah. Right? Because, like, the, your parents, you know, they approach it much different. You know? Like, what do you think? Like, do you feel like you were... I, again, like, it's, you're always, you're never going to have it perfect, right? Yeah. Like, sometimes I do wish my parents would have been like, yeah, do this, like, you know, or like, kind of been on me, but I'm pretty sure if that would have happened, I would have been complaining about it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always like that. So we, we, we make do with what we have. I, and this is why it's important, right? Whether you have parents that support you or you don't, you have to find the support in yourself as well exactly. and in other people. Um, like, I would tell my mom, like, mom, I want to be a teacher. She'd be like, okay, mijo, like, then be a teacher. And that's it. And that was good enough. But when the exams came, when I was stressed out, when I, when I wanted to quit university, be like, I can't, whatever, I had to literally, like, sometimes pray. I would uh, ask my professor for help or my friends. And that's what helped me. And, and even my mom, too, like, she would help me pray as well, right? So, like, these are the things that, like, I would do. To succeed, because it, it, it's it's not wishful thinking to be like, oh yeah, like I want to be a teacher, I want to be a doctor, you know, and then just go do it. Um, it's a lot of sacrifice. A lot of my exactly. my friends that I went to university with me, like more than maybe seventy percent quit, 
you know, midway at the beginning or right near the end. So um, I even though I didn't have that, like, constant support, I had that initial support where my mom was like, you can do it. I believe in you. And that, that was the seat. And I had to do the rest. Right. And for those of you who maybe never had that parental uh, guidance or whatever, you don't need uh, parental guidance. No. You have to find that within yourself because exactly. your parents are your parents or your friend. They're not going to help you get the grades. Like They're going to maybe motivate you, help you study. But at the end of the day, it's going to be you that has to pull yourself from your straps, bootstraps and get up, go do the essay, go do the exam, sleep early, study and get the, get those grades. Right. Exactly. bro. And that's where like the motivation comes in, though. Like once you start doing what you love. Right. Like when I started doing what I love is when you know, I actually found, like, who I am as a person. Like, I love learning about this. And, you know, geography was good. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I, I like geography. But it just wasn't, like, I wasn't happy. And then when I went into the urban studies program, that's when I actually, like, noticed, like, yo, I love what I'm doing. And I'm not complaining about doing these essays or yeah. learning, doing the readings. So that's when, like, you know, for me, I found about my own character. And I feel like a lot of people need to do that sometimes because... You need to find about like who are who you are yourself. Right? Exactly. Once you can identify that, you know, you become a much happier person, and you know, you become more satisfied. And at the end of the day, yeah, like you know, I, I there was sometimes I didn't want to do these essays. Right? Yeah, exactly. For my program, right? I'm like, yo, I, I don't want to do it, but I pushed myself, and I pushed myself, and then I actually saw the result at the end, and it's the best feeling in the world when you know you get an A or an A plus, you know, on on, on your final grade, and you're just like, wow, this. Like, it was all worth it. Yeah. Right? So, you just have to push yourself, find the right motivation, and keep yourself happy. But, you know, like, it's going to be a bumpy road, but you'll, you'll find it, you know? A hundred percent. I agree. And, again, like, we're not bashing. If you've had parents that support you all the way, that's amazing. Like, yeah. it's not it's not a bad thing to have it easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or easier. You yeah, know, not yeah, easy. Absolutely. Like, easier. So I, I, I commend that. Like, it's it's amazing, you know? And again, at the same time, I'm not bashing my parents. Like, I'll f- shout out to them. Like, if it wasn't for them, I, I don't think I would have made it. They helped me. They gave me the the, um, the space even. Like, let's say if I wanted to be alone or they just leave me alone. And that enough was help, right? And again, at the end of the day, like, doing what I love, which is teaching, and especially, like, because that's what I'm doing, right? ESL teaching and also for new immigrants, teaching adults and people who want to be in this country nice. it's so motivating it's so inspiring it's so uplifting like and hearing that like my parents both my mom and dad like they they feel proud they've told me right and if that's what makes them feel proud then that's all that matters exactly. right because at the end of the day that uh it's what you feel comfortable doing and it's maybe it won't make you as much money but life isn't about money you know and life isn't exactly. about life isn't about like trying to achieve mount everest at the at the peak you know that's what people say like oh you gotta climb mount everest right yeah as an analogy but not really man like you don't really have to you don't have to do anything you have to take control of your own life and i, I was actually telling a, a friend of mine this that we once we get to a certain age like, we make the rules i'm not saying like in society i'm saying like in our own life yeah right like it's like a bird right like the, the bird raises little little birds and then once it's old enough to fly, it flies by on its own. So our parents did an amazing job raising us. They were strict. They were not strict. Whatever they did, and the point there comes a moment in our lives where we have to make the rules of our own life. Exactly. We decide whether we become Catholic, Christian, atheist, Buddhist, whatever it is. We we choose that road, right? And 
going back to like the Latino culture thing, that's where sometimes those uh, it clashes because yeah. Latino parents are and maybe immigrant parents are a little too involved in your life. You know, I don't know if you agree with that. I've seen it a lot. You yeah, know? like, 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 like I said, right? Like when I wanted to become a firefighter, like my parents were not supportive of that. Yeah, and and mind you, like I was just six years old. I mean, I felt like they could have been just a little bit more supportive. You know, just go with the flow. You know, he probably got it out of it. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm still happy. You know that they pushed me to think higher because I I went to university yeah. and I found my footing. So. You know, you can see it as a as a positive and then a negative, but at the end of the day, like I, I still got something good out of it, right? Bro, no, no parent is perfect. Nobody's exactly. perfect, right? And that's the thing, like, and le- you can even see that, like what you said, the silver lining, where even if maybe they weren't as supportive, like in l- real life, not everybody's gonna be supportive. Oh, exactly. Like in your job, let's say you, I have my dream job, and let's say the boss has it uh, against me, and he doesn't want to see me succeed. What are you gonna do? Right, like oh, but your parents—they uh, supported yeah, you. They—they exactly. they helped you. Like oh no, welcome to the real life. People are gonna put you down and mop the floor with you. So everything is a learning experience. Let's say you have parents that um, that didn't support you. There's people that I know that hate their parents, that don't have a relationship with them, that have a really bad relationship with them. And what what if that happens? You know. So what about them? So being successful ultimately this depends on you and your drive, right? Because exactly. in the real world, there there's no babying, there's no like handouts, you know. Exactly. So at the end of the day, whether they helped us or not, we had to fill in the end of the puzzle, the fill in the blanks, and figure it out on our own. And yeah. we're still doing that, right? Exactly. Because if you don't make your own path, I feel like you're never gonna become the person who you should be, right? You're always going to be looking for other answers from other people. You're going to be dependent on, like, other people. And personally, for me, like, you know, you, everybody should become their own person, their own individual, and, like, learn, like, to be their, like, their own person, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, you could actually spread your wings, become that butterfly, and, you know, just live your life how you're supposed to, you know? Blossom into the person that you need to be because, you know, it's, it's a long path. Like you said, life is hard. You got to choose your heart, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. No, and, and that's the thing. A disclaimer: We're not telling you to like rebel against your no. parents or anything, right? No, Just no, no, we no. got a disclaimer because uh, people always misunderstand a lot of things, right? And exactly. And to be clear, it's it's not that you have to rebel. It's just that sometimes, like life isn't easy, and 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 God forbid, like tomorrow you don't have your family anymore and it's just you it happened to my dad my dad he came to this country when he was uh 14 15 and a year later his mom died he was alone he was alone like he his dad stayed back in el salvador he told me he's like i didn't know how to cook i didn't know anything he's like i was babied my whole life you know he and he was like the golden child right (laughs) so he had to learn at 15 years old what happens do you have a on Mother's Day? Do you have a mom to go to? No, no. no. Life no. hits you really hard. No. So it's not that we're trying to make anybody rebel. It's just that sometimes, from experience, at least from mine, like uh, parents could be a little bit too involved, right? And that doesn't let us grow, right? But that's why in the in the first uh, pilot episode that we did, I just dis- discussed uh, sitting down with your parents and being like, "Listen, um, this is what I want to do. I just need you to support me." You know, like I'm always going to respect you. You should always respect your parents. You should always um, uh, love them. Right. No matter what. But that doesn't mean to put up with a lot of things. It doesn't mean to do everything that they say because they're not God. They don't know 
the pathways to life. They might know you, but only at the end of the day, only you know you. And you know yourself. And like, like I said, today it can be one thing and then tomorrow it could be something else. Exactly. You, know? you just got to find your own path, right? Like, you know, going through life. Yeah, you're going to go through ups and downs, but like that's that's the moral of the story. I feel like, you know, you got to explore. You got to make mistakes. You know, if you don't make mistakes, then you're always going to be just like in your comfort zone. And trust me, being in your comfort zone is is not where you want to be. If you watch, you want to like, you know, like get up there and like become somebody. Right. Yeah. So I feel personally like you know, that's how I feel. Like, what do you think? Yeah. If, if you want to make your parents proud, just do. First of all, be a good person. Number yeah. one, because like, because uh, let's go back to that. Let's go to back to basics. Like if you if you want to make your what's the point of making of doing everything your parents tell you to do and respect them and whatever. If you're going to be doing out, out out there doing bad stuff. Exactly. Like, right? you know, so at the end of the day, whether you're a nobody, even if right now you're listening to this and and you're basically, uh, quote unquote, like nobody. Um, but you know the foundations of respect and love. You're doing 10 times better than half the world or more, you know, because exactly. everybody has lost that. I know so many people that say, yeah, I, I, I love my parents. I love my parents. I love my family. I love my wife. I love my husband but they're doing stuff they're not supposed to. So how about that? How about right. go back to the beginning and learn respect and, and what really honoring your parents is, and then uh, you can actually make them proud. Exactly. And, bro- and you got to learn like these values, this respect and everything at home, right? It starts at home. Exactly. Like the person you, like you yourself. So then you become the person that you want to be. And you, be- you also learn these values at home because your parents teach you, right? So, and then going back to, like, you know, so like, growing up Latino, I'm happy, you know, that my parents show me these values. Yeah. This respect that I have for, you know, everybody. Because if I wasn't taught that at home, I'd probably be, like, you know, like, I'd be such a hater. I'd probably be, <laughs> like, you know, I'd probably be such a disrespectful person, yeah. you know. And th- I'm, I'm, I thank God, like, you know, my parents raised me right. That I, I, you know, I have respect for everybody. You know, I listen to people. I'm very understanding. And, like, that all started from at home. So yeah. you can tell... Like all this, like expectations and everything, slowly, you know, they kind of guide you to become the person that you are, you know, that you are. Today. Especially when you like, you have that, and then you have your own, like whatever you learn, whatever you bring to the table, and then you unite it. Exactly. Wow, like yeah. it's it's right, but that's the thing. You have to unite it, right? Exactly. You know? But and no, that's that's amazing. What a um, interesting conversation. I know a lot of people can relate, and uh, honestly, that's a wrap for today's episode. Um, if our podcast brought you value, please consider subscribing and sharing with your friends. We would love to hear your thoughts on our social media handles on Instagram at Out of Chaos Podcast and YouTube at Out of Chaos. Uh, as we know that chaos is unavoidable, but we're here to uh, shine some light on the craziness of the world and bring some clarity on the top on the topics that we discuss here. So um, catch you guys on the next one and see you guys soon.